Hey everybody, it's Matt here. And before we get to the episode today, I just want to invite you to slay this giant of sexual sin with us. I want to invite you to consider doing an event with us. We have so many different kinds of events that we could do. There's events for men, there's events for men and women, events for parents, for youth, for young adults. There's Sunday morning preaching. Um, some of the events that we do are for our one-time things and some are weekend-long conferences. And so if this is on your heart and you'd like to address sexuality and porn in your church or in your circle, in your ministry or whatever that might look like, uh, I would invite you to go to restoredministries.ca slash events. You can see what's possible there with some things that we've done in the past. And we're also very flexible with working with different event organizers and, and churches in what it can look like for their particular setting. And so if you have it on your heart to carry the message forward of, of freedom and wholeness and health over sexual brokenness, I would love to chat about what that might look like. Go to restoredministries.ca slash events. And at the bottom of the page, you'll see my email and feel free to email me. We can hop on a Zoom call together and look at what doing an event together might look like for you. Welcome to the Pure Victory Podcast, full of hot tips to help you win at sex, conquer porn, and find purpose in staying free forever. Here are your hosts, Matt Klein and Brad and Hey, 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 Matt here, Brad here. Welcome back to Pure Victory Podcast. Happy to have you, friends. Friends, hey, we're talking with friends today. That was excellent. Good there segue. Go. There we go. Got a segue, got to intro uh, this thing appropriately. So yeah. got my friend across from me. Uh-huh. But yeah, the importance of having friends in, in uh, overcoming porn. Isn't that central though to life? It's just not even overcoming porn. There's a lot of a lot of good things about having friends. Yeah, I used to friends. be young, be like, I don't think I have a friend. At least I was kind of friends with myself, but didn't really have anybody. Some people have imaginary friends, right? We mm-hmm. had somebody over recently, their toddler has an imaginary friend. Mm-hmm. Two, I think, just talks to imaginary friends. But we want real friendship, don't we, in overcoming yeah. pornography and, and really any bondage that we're in. But we want to talk specifically to that. Yeah, and... God designed us to be in community. Let's just get that on the forefront. We, we need to be in community with others. You need to have a church family if you're a Christ follower. And even if you're not, explore that into what it means to follow Jesus. Uh, we need these things. And often we don't recognize that. You need people in your life. You need to have family connection on a level if you're able. And then friendship. That's something that's so central and important. It's important to our spiritual, physical, mental health is to have people in our life that are looking out for us, that we can engage with them too. It's a two-way street. Friendship is one of those things that adds to our life. Uh, It's one of those things that is God-given. When we have great friendships in our life, really these people spur us on. They push us towards good. They see the good in us. They call us out when we're not acting the way we should. They're just people in our life that are for us. And sometimes we don't know what a good friend looks like. Sometimes we don't know what friendship is looks like. Sometimes we've struggled with friendship. Uh, That doesn't diminish the fact that we need friendship. And it's so important. And it's like we said, just overall in life. And that's why, I mean, essentially we're talking about this when it comes to battling an addiction with porn and everything else, but we just want to lay that groundwork. We need friends. We need to have good friendships in our life. And if you're hearing this and you're like, man, I just have drama in my my relationships. I, I don't have good friendships. That's a whole other conversation. It really is. But I think it's something that we you, we probably need to talk about too and think about in your life is why don't I have good friendships? Why am I, does it feel like I only have a one-way 
relationship with people in my life where they're constantly pulling from me and sapping me and not adding to my life or vice versa. Maybe you're that person. You're, it's a one-way street your way where you're just using people. So I, these are things that we need to kind of come to terms with as well. Um, but that we could do a whole podcast on that. Let's just set the table though. Friendship is important. Good friendship is important. And we have biblical precedent for this. We have precedent uh, of story throughout scripture that speaks to this. Uh, we have David and Jonathan were great friends. Paul and Barnabas, great friends. I mean, with even with the disciples, I mean, Jesus had his inner three, right? You know, he had Peter, he had John, and he had James. And so, like, there are people that we need to have in our life that are close to us. Friendship is something that was modeled for us in Scripture. We need this, especially when we're battling big giants in our life like porn. Yeah, yeah. I remember talking to a friend in, uh, in my 20s and just saying, you know, like, everybody has a weird cousin their family like lots of people do he goes i don't really think i have one yeah if you don't know who they are you're probably the weird cousin <laughs> exactly exactly so he was able to laugh laugh yeah. himself like I'm, i guess i'm probably it <laughs> oh man it's funny but it's same with with friends so like on a more serious note if you if you're struggling to have friends it's probably not others if that's okay to say and i can soften this by saying this was me is that we self-sabotage relationships and the ability to have deep friendships, especially when we have shame, especially when we have isolating behaviors and we don't feel confident and these things that often we don't have deep friendships because of us. And so if you look and you're like, oh man, like, like I was 10, 12 years ago, I remember sitting in my apartment going if i wanted to call someone right now who could i call and it was like uh nobody i had nobody <laughs> and, and so let's go watch porn because that helps the problem right no only momentarily it helps soothe my emotion but it doesn't help the problem it just makes it worse so i remember there was a time where i would i i just i saw these two guys i really respected them and they were good friends to just so many people and I thought, I want to go hang out with these two, with these two guys and just kind of learn. That, that was my mentality. So I just want to learn how they talk and how they interact with people. And like, I got kind of detailed with it. I actually would like, like study. Okay. So if there's, if there's, sorry, if it sounds weird, but if there's silence in the room, are they awkward with it or are they okay? And then like, how do they break the silence? And I would think like, how much do they talk about themselves versus how, they, how much do they talk about other people? And if they talk about themselves, what do they say or whatever? So I kind of was like, okay, who is a really good friend? And there were these two dudes. And then I just went and I studied. And I realized I had a lack in my life of not only just knowledge of how to be a good friend, but a confidence that I could be a good friend. Mm. And that was the biggest thing. I had to look at myself and go, okay, when I'm with people, why am I not connecting with them? Why do these other guys connect with them, with people? And I had to to really look inward and and realize like they had they were willing to go deep in conversation and they were willing to just kind of take it easy and have fun and joke around and be silly at the risk of looking silly themselves or even kind of making mistakes and being the butt of the joke. And sometimes I wouldn't be willing to do that or put myself in that position. And I wasn't willing to go deep and open up. And so if we're in a position where we are lonely, it's not that there's nobody out there that could be our friend. Often it's that we don't open up. And we're not confident in pursuing that relationship. And so the the connection for me was actually drastic between having friends and watching porn. So last time I watched porn, 
was in this time when it was, when I would say like, I don't have anybody to call. And then I came out of it. God called me out of pornography, like literally less than two months later at a birthday party with like 25 people there. And all these people became my group of friends for a year and a half, for two years, some even still, but like this really solid group for a bit. And, uh, and I realized the connection between isolating and then not isolating and just going out there and growing with people and having fun with people. And then I wasn't watching pornography. For me, it was drastic. But when I go back to the, the start of when I was 11 and first started watching porn, it wasn't just that. It was that I learned to hide and I learned how to mm. lie and I learned how to deceive people. And then I would tell myself like, oh, I'm a good liar. So then I would identify myself that way. And then if people opened up, I could get I could get through lying and just tell them a story about myself that wasn't true. But then I would never feel like I could actually know them and like they could know me. And so then I just went into more isolation. And then I started thinking like, what is wrong with me? Other people have friends and I don't. And so then that made me feel worse. But I go back and it's like, if I follow the, the, the breadcrumbs, a lot of it went to the shame that was instilled in me when I first watched pornography and the beliefs about lying and stuff like that. And that's what hindered my friendships. And so I can look back and see a direct correlation between not having friends and engaging in porn and having deep friendships and then having that be one of the foundational things of getting me out. So maybe for others, it's not as clear, but I would say for 100% of people, there is a, a negative effect of our sexual sin on friendships. Uh, it's so interesting that you bring that up. Thanks for sharing that. Because yeah, like <laughs> for those of you listening right now, like you would never know, like based on the story that Matt, you just shared that that's where you came from. Because like Matt's one of my best friends. He's one of my inner circle. Um, we trust each other and I could share anything with him. But what he's, what you're describing from your past, you would never know that's where you came from. And then the importance of doing that work of, of looking inward of why am I pulling away from people? Why am I avoiding others? Why am I self-sabotaging when we do have the capacity to have friendships? So that's such a hopeful message because there's people out there I know that never feel like they could ever be a friend to somebody or have a friend because they're so filled with shame. Um, we all probably have been at that stage at some point. And I think that porn can be one of those big stumbling roadblocks for us in that sense. Like if all we know is shame and we're afraid of people knowing what's happening behind the curtains of our, li curtains of our life, uh, we will never let people in. And if we've done that our whole life, like even in our teen years, formative years, friendship could be really, really hard. And we don't know how to be a good friend. We don't know what that looks like. We don't know what a good friend would look like to us. So it's just so damaging. And then I think, yeah, you follow those breadcrumbs like you're talking about and go back to those points. We can come out from this and build good friendship, no matter what stage of life you're in. And and that's a hopeful message because uh, for many of us, all we've known with friendship is superficial, surface level, maybe a lot of drama. Maybe people don't treat you well. You might have what you think are friends, but they treat you poorly. They just suck the life from you or they're mean to you or they use you, go down the list. And then for yourself, you might have relationships in your life, but you keep them at arm's length. If they try to move closer to you, you shut down or you pull back. You maybe sabotage that relationship by, by doing something because you're afraid. And, and these are that's why it's important to kind of go back. And porn can be one of the big reasons why we have done this. And then not only that, if that, it's just such a 
bad cycle. Because if porn is in our formative years, is one of the things that cause shame, cause us to pull back from friendship or not have friends. Uh, now in our present, we need friends more than ever. <laughs> we need people that can be in our corner, that will cheer us on, that we can talk to about life, share what's going on, can enjoy life together too. Like these are all really important things for our health. So it's this nasty cycle. You know, you move away from friendship when you're feeling shame. And then when you're really stuck in the addiction, you need friends more than ever. So it's like this self-defeating kind of pattern in life. And we got to break you out of that. I mean, we had to break out of that too. And and we just want to say there's hope. There's so much hope for you that you, no matter what you're, you've gone through or what your experience has been with friends, you can have more beyond this. You can be uh, on a better pathway where you can have great friends around you. We want to encourage you with that. And like, I, I love this. I, I heard this. I mean, we say this in the marriage context, but we're going to use it on a, on a personal level too. Like who are the background singers of your life? Who are the people that are cheering you on? Who are the people that encourage you? And, and we all need that. Jesus had that. Uh, like he was so connected to his heavenly father. He was the most connected person. I mean, this is God in, in, in the flesh. So yes, but in the human sense, he was the most connected person that we've ever seen. He was so connected to those around him. That's the model that he, he gave us. I mean, he had deep friendships with those in his inner circle and great relationships are uh, just around that as well. So that's the model for us. And, and so it's important that we have those good background singers in our life. And I love that visual. Like who's the background singers in your life? Who's a background singer? I like it. Yep. It doesn't really work for me. I can't sing. Yeah, no, I, mean, I don't mean, it. I don't want you singing while I'm going about my day, okay? Uh, and then <laughs> vice versa. You don't need that. You don't need to hear that. That'll make your life probably not, it'll make it not not good. <laughs> so, yeah, it'll, it'll hurt yours. When, yeah. when you're on the ice, you come to the bench, I'm just singing away. Just, yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we had, at our wedding, this is a funny story. Maybe I shouldn't tell it, but I'll just, Go just gonna for do it. it. Yeah, uh, we had our wedding. There was there were three. I think there were. I believe there were three girls who were gonna sing this worship song at our wedding, and then there was this uh, this one that kind of forced her way in. She wasn't invited to <laughs> sing, but she forced her way in. Awesome. And so one of the one of the uh, girls who was asked to sing at our wedding. Um, she called the church and said, "Hey, so we're gonna um, we're gonna sing the song, but can you just like make sure that the green mic is down, like like muted, so nobody can hear this fourth fourth person?" <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. Nice. So sometimes people try to force your way in to be oh. their friend. You just need to mute them, right, <laughs> and not pay attention. Yeah. Um, but anyways, that's just a story. I don't know if there's a correlation there. It's <laughs> a good story. Yeah. But it's true that some people, some people are friends and then they cause damage in your life. And mm -hmm. so I don't want that to be a sign like, oh man, I just can't have friends or can't open up or I open up to this person and then they betrayed me. Mm -hmm. There's going to be a heck of a lot more people that God can send that are trustworthy. And so don't ever let, let those kinds of things get in the way of of good friendships in your life. Look at, look at like, what do you desire a friendship to be like? What do you desire for that? Like, do you want it to be fun? Do you want it to be adventurous? Do you want it to be deep where you pray for each other? And then think, are you that? Or can you grow into that? It's like people say about marriage, like if you're trying to pray, if you're trying to um, find the one, like have a list of 
what you want and pray for that one. But then more importantly, it's like, are you that? Yeah. <laughs> right. Are you that one that someone else would want? And so if you want to, if you want to have a certain kind of friendship, you think about that. And then are you that to people? There's different kinds of friends, right? There's different levels of friends. And, and some of the buddies I have, like obviously Brad and we work together a bit, but then we golf and we talk hockey and watch and it, there's, there's work and play. And then some it's just play, some it's more serious, some it's just more fun and comedy. Um, and there's different kinds of friends. And I think that there's value in having different relationships with different people. And you can think after you're with people, what's your reflection on that relationship or that person? Are you offended by things that they said? Or are you just talking about their negative things? Or are you like really encouraged by your time with them? And so I say that to say, number one, that shows you about the other person if you want to be friends with them. But I would say even more importantly, it shows you where you're at. Like, are you easily offended by people or are you okay with people speaking into your life? Like mm -hmm. calling things out. I, I always think that when people call out the junk in us, they're actually calling out who we really are, mm -hmm. like our true God-given identity and the gold in us. Like they want that exposed. And so are you willing to let people call out the junk and call you to a higher level? And are you willing to do that to others and not be brash or harsh, but just be loving, right? Because friendship is a two-way street. Yeah. So do you initiate those calls with people? I, I have friends, well, even acquaintances that I don't even see, but like randomly once a year, they'll send a random text, hey, praying for you in the ministry, praying for your family. I know there's a lot going on. Hope you're doing well. Like It's just so nice getting these mm -hmm. kinds of messages from people. So think about like Hebrews 10, it talks about don't stop meeting together yep. as some are in the habit of doing. And this could be in church. This could be like sexually in marriage. Um, don't deprive one another except for a short time, right? Like those, those things. But in friendship, take this verse. Don't stop meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. We need friends. Mm -hmm. we, we need them. And some, are, some people are going to have more than others. But we really nobody can have a lot of close friends. Like no. there's a core no. group just like Jesus had. And you could even pray for that just like, I don't know if we've shared this before. My wife was praying for a friend for me. And then Braden came along and became the friend that Louise was praying for. And then since Braden, you were kind of the forerunner and then others have followed. So now mm -hmm. I have other really deeper friendships. And there were some before too, but but nobody that I saw regularly that had this level of depth, right? So we could pray for that. My wife prayed for it. I didn't mm -hmm. even pray for it, but my wife did. So if your spouse needs it, you can pray for them because it's something that's within God's design and we need it. So Moses was, people of uh, God were at war and Moses was up on this mountain and he had two people holding his arms up when they were, when he was tired. But what if, what if, and then that led to victory for God's people. So what if we, what if he didn't have anybody? Like when we're tired and we're down in life, we need to rely on people. Mm -hmm. We need to rely on a friendship with God too. But the friendship with God leads to friendship with people because he, he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to be the only one we go to. He wants to be first, but also he wants us to go to others so that we can have that relationship. And so, yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of different mm -hmm. factors of friends. There's a lot or to friendships. There's a lot of different reasons to have friendships, but I'll just say this too and then can stop rambling. But do you, do you laugh with God? Like, do you have fun with the Lord? Cause he wants to be your friend too, you know? Yeah. 
like he's closer than a brother. He's your best friend you'll you'll ever have. I remember hearing that when I was a kid and like, I don't really get it, but I believe it. And then now it's like, okay, I can have really fun times mm-hmm. with God. Or like when you're driving along in your car and something funny comes to mind, do you just laugh on your own or do you brush it off? Or do you enjoy that with the Lord? Like, man, you let this happen in my mm-hmm. life. That's so funny. And like, I think he is funny. God, he's spoken the different things to me and done things that are just funny yeah. that nobody else could do. So it's important in building a friendship with God too. Yeah, that's right. And to view him that way, because often we don't. But I love the verse you brought up because let's just read this. This actually has some good clues for us about what it means to be a good friend and what it means to have good friends. And it just says, uh, let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds. So there's an active component to friendship and it's always pushing somebody towards the good. So you see the good in somebody and you call that out in them, you encourage them in that. And if they're not following that behavior, uh, sometimes you you have those conversations like, hey, you know, dude, you're like, you're not following what God has called you to or whatever. You have people in your life that can do that for you. But even continuing on, being in the ha- get, staying in the habit of meeting together, but it also continues, it says, but encouraging one another all the more as you see the day approaching. So there's encouragement here, there's spurring one on, another on, um, and there's just calling out good in another person. So um, if you have people in your life that are toxic and you don't know that they are toxic and you've called them a friend, maybe you need to redefine for yourself based on this verse what it means to be a friend and what it means to be a friend. Um, if people are toxic in your life and are, are actually constantly hating on you, I'm not saying they're calling out bad behavior in a good way. They're actually, you know, beating you down. They're not being kind to you. They're, they're uh, ridiculing you. They're maybe criticizing you in a really unhealthy way. That's probably a relationship that you need to revisit in the sense of maybe this isn't the kind of people I need in my life. Toxic people are toxic to your life. So it's, it's important to address that. And to understand what good friendship is, you need to go to the Lord, like Matt's saying. Like He's the one, as we move closer to him, reveals to us more and more to what it means to have love in our life, what it means to uh, live out of that, to love another and to be loved. He is our guide when it comes to that. And the more that you lean into him and reach out towards him, the more that you're uh, seeking him, the more understanding you're going to have about what it means to have good, healthy community. And uh, sometimes we need to completely, you know, gut what we currently have because it's toxic. I mean, this is something I kind of had to do. Uh, when I came back to faith uh, in my early 20s, I had lived a life of partying, drinking drugs, and the people around me were toxic. I might have felt like I had fun for a season with them and that, and it wasn't. It was just a, it was a lie. But I realized pretty quickly that uh, these people didn't want to see me succeed in life. They just wanted a drinking buddy. They wanted someone that could wallow in the the midst of of crap and and kind of numb out. They wanted somebody that was on the same level as them. And if you were rising out of that, they would try to pull you back into it. Those aren't friends, right? And so I had to I had to make some tough calls and tough decisions. What it felt like at the time, best decisions I made though, to move away from that to actually a healthy, vibrant, God centered community. That that actually was important for me. And even moving away from porn, I needed good friends in my life. People that weren't saying, oh, what's the big deal? Like, look at porn, who cares, right? Or people that actually share emotions without being ridiculed. You know, like to be able to go to somebody and said, I'm having a hard day. I'm feeling really sad today and not having your friend laugh at you or something, right? You need people in your life like that. Uh, So that verse is really a good guidepost for us 
of understanding what friendship can be and should be in our life. And, and this is so important in our day and age. Matt, we were just reading this article about how this is specifically for men. Uh, did you know that since 1990, since 1990, all the way up till now, uh, there was a poll done, but the percentage of men that have close friendships fell by half from 1990 till now. That's substantial. And there's other ones. Uh, that, that same poll reported that one in five guys say they don't have any friends, no friends. And research has shown how important friendship is. I mean, if we are isolated, our immune system is weakened. Uh, mentally, we uh, suffer. We can have sleep disorders, heart disease, diabetes, inflammation in our body, even cancer. Those are linked to some of this social isolation. That's pretty extreme. Uh, and so if that's what it's doing to us physically, imagine what it's doing to us spiritually. And even in when a battle with pornography and masturbation, um, how, how much worse that isolation can feel if we don't have good friends around us in community. And this is a piece that I think that I didn't understand fully and how much I needed it in beating porn. I didn't understand. And not only that, how much I need it in life. Uh, I need that in life. It isn't something, hey, I have friends while I'm battling porn and oh, okay, I'm good now, <laughs> right? Like we need friends for our whole life all seasons that we're going through. Friendship is so important. And this isn't to make you feel bad, but like Matt was talking about, he saw this lack in his life and I had to do this too. You recognize it, you start to learn and you start to move towards uh, that, that which is good. <laughs> Tongue twister. You did it. Got it, landed it. Uh, so move towards that and learn what it means to be a good friend. Learn what it means to have a good friend and move towards that. Yeah, it's it's an important thing. So we want to encourage you with that. If you need to forgive somebody for your in the past, we encourage you to forgive and let that go. Let that burden go that you've been carrying. If it's bitterness or if it's offense or if it's just even sadness that's been caused from past friendship that you've been holding on to and holding on to. Um, sometimes we do need to move on. I like what Braden's talking about about the toxic people because you've got to move on often before new things come. And this is just a biblical principle of like laying things down and then new things come or the seed dies and then it brings forth life. Sometimes we want to we want to hold on to some relationships even when they're toxic because we can't stand the thought of being alone. But sometimes we need to cut that cord and forgive and move on and then new life will come, new friendships will come. I've seen that in people's lives too. It's really cool where it's like you move on and God like forgive and move on and God brings all these relationships. It's, it's really cool. I just don't want to share for confidential reasons, but like there's, there's cool stories that I could tell about that. And so, yeah, do you need to forgive someone? Do you need to release offenses? And, and I think that an important perspective with that is realizing that I think God sometimes does things and we just blame people, but I think God moves us out of friendships and relationships sometimes because he has better for us, not to bring us into isolation, but because he has better for us with him and with other people. And so, um, you know, I, I heard someone say one time that every time God is bringing you to a new season, he'll change the, change the association in your life. It's not to say you can't have long-term friends, like obviously, but, but the people that you see a lot, people that you hang out with a lot, um, sometimes that will change when you bring, when you come into a new job, new maturity in the faith, like Brad's talking about new, whatever it would be. And our friend group will change. Our, our association, our network could change slightly. And so you got to consider who does God want me to hold on to? Who does God want me to forgive and move on from? And uh, and just know that friendship is part of God's design for you. He doesn't tell us any, everything about us. 
because he tells other people things about us that he wants us to encourage, be encouraged by because he wants us to go into, into community. I love the, the scripture that if you, if that there's safety in having a multitude of counselors, mm. and this is just true in friendship is that when you have a multitude and they're willing to speak in your life and you're willing to let them, there's a real safety there because they can call out blind spots and spur you on. Like that verse says towards love and good deeds and help you figure out what God has for your life. And, uh, and so, so many reasons to have friendships and ultimately with, with pornography, if you're, if you're struggling and if you're needing someone to lean on, I just encourage you to reach out to people and, and maybe that's the start of a deep relationship. Yeah. Some people are like, I don't really have anybody. And number one, I say to pray. And number two, I say, are you open with people? And so if you can see people that you respect in your church or school or whatever in, in your network, and can you just reach out to them? Can you just go for coffee with them? Just learn about their life. Mm-hmm value them who they are be open about something going on in your life and be willing to be just a little bit more open than than what's comfortable and oftentimes that leads to a deeper relationship and and you can start to build friendships from there um men can you go to men's events men's weekends at churches maybe it's not even a church you go to maybe you don't go to a church can you find a church and say hey do you have a men's weekend or a men's retreat go like shoot guns or go hunting or go on the lake or whatever just have fun. Um, girls, can you go to retreats, women's retreats or conferences and just find people and open up with them? There's there's ways, practical ways that we can build friendships and you never know where God is gonna gonna bring the, your next friend into your life. My my wife was asked to speak at a retreat. She said, hey, you should bring my husband too. Then they're like, hey, can you come check out the board? All right, so go check out the board. Brad and Kristen are sitting across the table we just connect on ministry level first and and then it becomes a friendship. And so it's, you never really know, right? But live your life and be willing, just be open and see what opportunities are there to meet people. Especially if you're in a place where you do feel alone, put yourself in that position. And then from an emotional standpoint, just be willing to open up just a little bit and uh, you'll never know what God can do. And then I'll say too, guys, if you're needing a community, an online community, some people are just totally isolated and ashamed and talking about pornography and and sexual issues. And so Pure Freedom Community is there for you. It's free for every single man over 18. And you can find it at our website or in the show notes It's uh, or just purefc.ca, Pure Freedom Community. And so you can go on there. You can meet other guys. You can just see what other people post. You can post whatever you want about yourself and you'll get encouragement and people reaching out to you. And and, and you can reach out to them. So there's cool relationships that have formed where people meet online and then they meet in person and it's just awesome. So there's there's a virtual world of initiating friendships as well, purefc.ca. There you go, a next step. But we're praying you on, we're cheering you all on. Uh, have a great week. We'll check in with you next time. Thanks for listening. If you would like to hear more, please visit purevictorypodcast.com to subscribe. This podcast was made possible by the generous donations of our subscribers. If you would like to help support the cause financially, once again, please visit purevictorypodcast.com.